tomorrow is October 1st, and uh, from a whole month of October, you're going to be pushed towards Love the Rock. Uh, this will be our third large group, Love the Rock. We've done little missions, but this will be our third largest, uh, third, third one that we've done, and we believe it will be the largest one. Um, our goal is 1,500 volunteers, servants, to love on our city in community projects, uh, about 40 congregations involved doing that, but that, that's the goal. And you know the way I am in this community. I push you guys to the front, and, and I believe that Central will lead the way. The, uh, the, the page is live, so you can go on lovetherock.com. You can go ahead and sign up for your assignment on there about what you want to volunteer for. There are many family-friendly, so if you have children, I think it's a good way for you to serve together as a family. If you want your small group to serve together, Bible fellowship group, whatever, just go on there. And so if you do that, even during this service, I'm fine with that. Just go to lovetherock.com. Let's get, let's get everybody signed up uh, to participate. It's, it's a... Uh, for you that have not participated before, October 27th, it's from 8.30 to noon. So it's not like a whole Saturday. It's a half a Saturday where you're loving and serving on a community of Round Rock. Our vision is literally this, and, and, and it blows me away, that our vision is to love on our community with the love of Christ in a tangible service kind of way, to be His hands and feet. And uh, what's interesting is, is I've been at city meetings as we talk about Love the Rock, and, and, I, and I always recast the vision. I said, now, let me remind us, and I'm, we're talking about uh, local government here, and, and say, I just want to remind you all of where Love the Rock vision came from. It came from the hearts of pastors so that we could display the love of Jesus Christ on our community in a tangible way. And they're going, okay, we want to work with you. Uh, did you hear me? We, we are putting the love of Christ on display. Yep. Okay, so the city is behind this, and 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 uh, it would really be disappointing if the city is more excited than Christ followers about loving on the city. So I want to encourage you to sign up and be a part of that. And, and like I said, it's live, and you can uh, you can sign up uh, for that. Uh, and and as Pastor Allen said as well, we take up a benevolence offering at the end. There's some great need. And uh, we want to be faithful to uh, to take care of that need the best way we can. Uh, let me just speak personally before uh, just share with you God's word a little bit. Uh, many of you are aware that on Friday morning my mom passed away, and uh, uh, about three o'clock Friday morning. And uh, you know this has been a year for us. Um, you know it started with Pam's mom passing away, and then all the physical junk that I went through and then uh, other stuff and then uh, mom passing away. It's been a, been a tough year. You know, um, mom was a Christ follower. Uh, she followed the Lord. Uh, was instrumental in, in me coming to the Lord. So I'm very grateful to my mom for that. And uh, uh, the service will be Wednesday morning in Waco. So I'll be uh, out pretty much all week long with that, but uh, I appreciate the prayers and encouragement and support. Uh, you guys have been 
like always, uh, loving on my family in incredible ways. So we we appreciate that very much. I'm processing right now. I'm, I'm you know, people want to know how how you feel. You know, I'm like most men. Uh, you know, when I get the when when she passed, the you you check into uh, do do mode. We're gonna do, and uh, we got to do. And I have an older brother, and so we. We turned into uh, to just doing, making sure the funeral came together, having, handling all of her stuff and, and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, uh, people, uh, in fact, somebody uh, uh, texted me real quick and said, uh, you know, how are you doing? And, and I'm, I'm thinking, man, how many times have I asked that question? Uh, I'm sad. I'm, I'm grieving. I'm uh, how many words can I come up with that uh, would describe how I feel? But I'm always on the other side of the the table instead of on this side, so it's a little bit uh, different, a lot different. And so, um, uh, just just welcome your prayers and, and um, encouragement, and uh, we'll we'll get through this thing. We'll walk through it, and uh, and to God be the glory. And uh, that's that's you know. Um, I thought about this earlier. Um, none of us know what we're um, made of till we're squeezed, and uh, certain moments squeeze you. Uh, you know, this is a squeezing this week. What do I really believe? What is my faith about what Christ has done? You know, the squeezing comes. So, what do you really believe? Um, but when you have a year like we've had. I'm looking back thinking, God, if you're not real, this is this life's way too hard. And uh, but I trust him. And uh, 2018 uh, has been a hard year. And so we uh, we're, we're getting through it. And and uh, we're just one of many of you. I know you're walking through. I just called Mike Price during um during the Bible Fellowship time, and Mike's dad, he's at hospice right now with his dad because his dad's about to pass. And I look around this room, Roger, I see you, man. 2018's been tough. Lance, it's been tough. It's been hard. And uh, if we don't believe in Jesus Christ, we're fools. We're, we're considered fools for believing in Jesus Christ. But, you know, it's, it's the only place to go. And uh, his strength is perfected in our weakness, you know. And so... Uh, uh, there's a part of me that's numb right now. I, I know there'll be a breaking in my heart uh, over this, but I'm in to-do mode right now. And, and uh, uh, I just felt like, you know, somebody asked me, I can't believe you're here. Well, uh, to be honest with you, I would rather be with my family around the Lord's table than anywhere else. And uh, so that's why, uh, that's why I'm here. And so uh, uh, it's it's good just to be able to come together. But you know, uh, I feel like as your pastor, I have a responsibility too. Even though I try to forewarn you that we're about to do the Lord's Supper, many people forget it until they walk in here and think, "Oh yeah, we're doing the Lord's Supper today." And for you that may be guests, um, we have the Lord's Supper every week available, but. Uh, uh, every month that has a fifth Sunday, we take it together corporately. And so today being a fifth Sunday, uh, we're taking it together 
uh, corporately. And so uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. But we believe the scriptures are very clear on that a person, let a person first examine themselves. And so I just want to give you some thoughts um, as we examine ourselves today, if you'll allow me to do that. Um, I was reading in, in Isaiah and Isaiah is a prophet in the Old Testament. If you're not, uh, if you're new to the scriptures or don't know the scriptures, Isaiah was a prophet. A prophet was a, a spokesman for God, and uh, God would speak through those prophets. And most of the time, the prophet was telling he would read the climate of what's going on. God would give him a, a word to speak. But so many times he's talking about the character of God. This is the way the character of God is in this situation. So he would speak about that. And Isaiah, and, and, and I'm just want to read part of this to you. I was reading in Isaiah 56, and, and this is what it says. And, and you're going to hear it, and you're going to think, well, what's the big deal? But there is a big deal. It says, this is what the Lord says. Be just and fair to all. Do what is right and good, for I am coming soon to rescue you and to display my righteousness among you. Blessed are all those who are careful to do this. Blessed are those who honor my Sabbath days of rest and keep themselves from doing wrong. Don't let foreigners who commit themselves to the Lord say, The Lord will never let me be part of his people. And don't let the eunuch say, I'm a dried up tree with no children and no future. For this is what the Lord says. I will bless those eunuchs who keep my Sabbath days holy and who choose to do what pleases me and commit their lives to me. I will give them within the walls of my house a memorial and a name far greater than sons and daughters could give. For the name I give them is an everlasting one. It will never disappear. And then it goes on down. It says this, For the sovereign Lord who brings back the outcast of Israel says, I will bring others too besides my people Israel. Now, you may be thinking, what's the big deal? He says this. He says, he says, you know, he, he, when you read the scriptures, it's all about a group of people known as the Jews. Okay? And uh, yet, Isaiah the prophet is saying here, he's mentioning two people. He mentions the foreigners and he mentions the eunuchs. And these are two outcasts. These are the misfits. These are the ones who the religious people would say there's no way they can be accepted in. A foreigner, they're not Jew, they're not welcomed in. They cannot come in. They weren't part of what we call the chosen people. And the eunuch who has no life in him to give, he's useless, he's a misfit, he's an outcast. He, there's no way he can get in. But what God says through Isaiah the prophet is, he says, let no foreigner who has committed themselves to me say they're not accepted because I'm going to give them a name. And let no eunuch say that he is an outcast, a misfit, because I will give him a name. Did you know that I'm a misfit and an outcast? When I read the scriptures and I look at reality, I am a misfit and an outcast. I wasn't a, I wasn't a Jew. I'm a foreigner. There's no way that God should accept me in. I'm, I'm, I'm one that there is no life in me, spiritually, spiritual life to give, except for what Christ can do through me. I've got nothing to give. I am a misfit and an outcast. But I want you to know through what God did through Jesus Christ, He has given me a name. He has given me an identity. He has made me a somebody and accepted me. See, some of you need to hear this today. You need to hear, because we battle in such unworthiness. 
in our identity. Does God really love me? And, and here's the deal. This is what, we, this is what we've bought into. And, and listen, it says, for God so loved the world. It doesn't say that God was so frustrated with mankind, that he was so angry with mankind, that he, was, he, had, he had said, that's it, I've headed up to my neck with mankind, so I'm going to send Jesus. No, he said, he so loved. Is the worth in ourselves? No, it's because God has loved us. And here's the struggle we have. We, we believe, especially on today's like today, heaven has become a little bit sweeter. It's become a lot sweeter, knowing that that is a reality. But you know what most of us, our faith is? We just believe that Christ came so that we could go to heaven. It doesn't matter how we live it out. It doesn't matter what we go through. It doesn't matter. He just came so that someday when we die, we're going to go to heaven. That is wrong. Yes, it's a reality, but the truth is, he came because He did what we could do, not do for ourselves to restore us back into right relationship with our Heavenly Father. That is a here and now and not a someday. And so what we need to hear today as we come to this table, we're seeing the love of Christ and He's saying, listen, this is for today. This is for today. I love you today. I want to walk in right relationship with you today. Today. You know, uh, if we were to talk about the Golden Gate Bridge and say, do you know anything about the Golden Gate Bridge? And somebody in here would have the facts. I, I, I have a feeling somebody was. It's cr- close to 9,000 feet long is how long it is. And it was built over four years from 19, 19, uh, 1933 to 1937. And in May of that year was the first time uh, cars got to go across the Golden Gate Bridge. And we can talk about the Golden Gate Bridge. We know all the facts about the Golden Gate Bridge. But what if I were to bring in here somebody in their 90s who had been there helping to build that bridge. Listen, I would listen to that person because they have an experience of reality that facts do not have. I want you to know that God did not come to give us facts. He gave us he came to give us himself. And what he desires is for you to have a relationship with him, not facts. Listen, We can know all the books of the Bible. We can quote them chapter and verse. And that's okay. Because I believe God's Word in you is a strength in life. But but hear me. Hear me. The letter can bring but death if there's not spirit. And He came to give you a relationship with Him. So as we come to this table, let a man first examine himself. It's like when a couple gets married, they, they come and they make a covenant. They make vows to one another. One is giving them. The other one receives them. The other one makes vows. The other one receives them. The question is this. God has come and made these incredible vows of how much He loves us and has poured Himself out for us. And there's forgiveness and there's grace and there's mercy. But if you've rejected it and never received it, there is no covenant on your part. So the question is, how are you walking in that covenant? It's, it's cool to see these baptisms. It really is. They're our display of an inward heart change. And today we have come to renew our vows, so to speak, with God. But I don't know where you stand.
And I can't even stand up here and say, oh, I know where you stand. But my challenge to you is this. I want you to deal business with God. Allow His Holy Spirit to begin to restore you. See, I believe the New Testament church took the... um, just like we do, you take the Lord's Supper often to keep short accounts, to make sure relationships are settled right, to make sure you're walking in holiness and purity and these kind of things. And so um, this is important. God is holy. And He desires for us to come before Him with clean hands and pure hearts. I want to ask that you to bow your heads with me just a moment. Mm-hmm.